following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. <laughs> it's a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. And the Cowboys coming off what was a bit of a heartbreaker last night against the Pittsburgh Steelers, leading by 10, heading into the fourth quarter. But they couldn't hold off the charge from now the 8-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. 15 unanswered fourth quarter points down the Cowboys and disprove, I guess, disimprove their record to 2-7 and seven on the 2020 campaign. 2-7 and seven's no fun no matter what. It's really not fun at all. But we're going to talk about some of the positives and absolutely we're going to talk about some of the negatives for the Cowboys yesterday and the loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, let me introduce everybody. Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Heck Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. And guys, there's a lot to unpack in this one. You got really a, probably the best effort of the year out of all three phases. Probably your best offensive game since Dak Prescott was hurt. You had the best defensive outing that I think you've had all season long. Same thing with special teams who actually almost won you the game on a couple different occasions. But ultimately, there's a lot to get into. Rob, you were the one that was actually in the building. What were your thoughts yesterday and what stuck out to you? Well, I want to throw something out to the panel, to my guys Mm. here. Tell me if I'm being too optimistic about Sunday, okay? I like, where this. You guys, I like this. Where do you guys stand on moral victories in professional football? Oh, that's uh, – man, I think moral victories are softer than baby poo. Um, <laughs> I, I oh. mean, I think I, – I mean, if you're just looking for it at this – I you're paying guys to do a job and, and I understand that you know the narrative on the football season is 16 games and it's long but you know there are some times where you could say I guess in my in my in my marriage I, I have moral victories but I don't see any moral victories <laughs> oh, <we all> do. <laughs> I don't I don't know I'm that's the only way I could look at that I just I, I never have thought that there was a place for moral victories in football Okay, softer than baby poop. Wrote that down. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty soft. Uh, and mor- moral victories, no. Um, can you take things from this game and be inspired by them uh, going into your bye week and preparing for the second half of your season? Yes. Mm. Uh, on paper, you're, you're not supposed to be in the ball game with those guys. You just, you're just not. Um, the way those guys have been playing, the way we've been playing, you're not. Regardless if you're professionals or not, that's a better team right now. Just period, point blank. Um, you can say, you know, they got professionals, we got professionals all day long, but they're just better. Um, but there were a lot of positives that came from this game, as you mentioned, Kyle, a ton of positives. And you and you take those positives along with the negatives, right, and you you, you, you analyze them, you self-critique them, um, you yeah. face them face-to-face, and then you say, guess what, this is where we did good, and we need to continue to do this well, and this is where oh, we yeah. have to get better going forward. But morally, nah. Because uh, as a competitor, you want to win that game. Mm-hmm. But 
in terms of when you break it down, you know, to the analytics and in all the other aspects of the game. Yeah, you, you should feel good about the direction that you're going in. Yeah, Zeke said after the game, there, there's no moral victories. And so oh. I'll, I'll go with you guys on that. But I do feel like based on the bar that has been set through the first two months, given all the injuries and just given the lack of production, I, it's not a victory. And, and look, the first the first season I ever covered the Cowboys was Bill Parcells' first year in 03. Mm-hmm. And he's famous for saying you are what your record says you are. They're 2-7. and seven. It's a bad season. There's no way around it. It's another loss. Uh, but I, I do think, in a way, it was a victory for Mike McCarthy's program, kind of to your point, Isaiah, that going into the bye week, they can say, look, we are getting better. There's signs of progress. We're staying the course. We're trying to introduce these new things. We just went toe-to-toe with the best team in the league by record with our fourth quarterback of the season. That is at least a sign of progress, even though they lost the game, and it's it's obviously another you know, bad feeling going into a Monday. No, I like that. I, I really do, Rob. And, you know, moral victories aside, I just think you saw a spark from this total team. We we talked about if there was going to be any victory for this team, it was going to be in all three phases. And you saw more from all three phases. I mean, special teams, Rico Dowdle, where you been my whole life, bro? <laughs> uh, I mean, just everything that, that we saw, it's just – we were not able to convert, and man, there was a couple of times where terrible towels made it down to the field and were mistaken for flags that cost us, but I'm sure we'll talk about that also. Uh, but it was a lot of, lot of things to be, I guess, to be happy about as a Cowboy fan. Man, uh, Neville Gallimore, the third-round pick, come on with it. I like that. I mean, Neville Gallimore, he made a bleep on the radar, and... Randy Gregory, man. Randy Gregory, man. I'm going to put him on my prayer list because this guy is playing lights out. He's doing a great job as far as getting to the quarterback, applying that pressure, not only on the pass, but also in the run. There's so much to be proud of from a defensive standpoint. Them uh, not allowing a 300, 200-yard rusher uh, this game. Historically, the defense has been so bad that you just needed to see something. Uh, passing game, I know we're uh, – look, there's a lot to talk about as far as the passing game is concerned. But, you know, look, I just, I just want to see a sign of life, and I think I saw it uh, this Sunday. Isaiah? Yeah, I mean, yeah, heck, just hit it. I mean, those, like, like I alluded to already, man, there's, there's a lot of positives to take away from this game, um, especially in the situation that you're in as an organization. Um, they'll, they'll be they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Things are not okay right now. Um, but this game, uh, you know, again, you know, you thought I, the team you thought the team was dead, and you heard a little boop, boop, maybe, <laughs> maybe double back a little bit. Um, you know, this, this, there, there is some life. Um, there's some life. So I think I think they're, they're, they'll be okay going the second half of the season. <laughs> no, I, what did what did Isaiah do last night? Y'all not telling me. Hey, Hackma, uh, listen, what did listen. you do? Hackma, Hackma, Hackma. We're gonna wait until the second hey, segment what? for this. We're gonna we're gonna continue. Okay, about oh, we're right. gonna we're wait like until it. the second segment for this. So we're gonna chill for a second. And I want to kind of go off of what Rob okay. just said. And Rob brought it up saying that, it, that you did. You went toe to toe with the best team in the league right now, at least record wise. With your fourth string quarterback, so yeah, no, no moral victories aren't necessarily a thing, but the bar is starting to rise, and you're starting to see a turn of the corner. Because what were we talking about 
four weeks ago, three weeks ago even, was the fact that this coaching staff was losing track. It was losing the, the locker room. It was unraveling a little bit whenever you came to the, the blowout loss against the Cardinals, and then you got blown out again 25-3 to against the Washington football team a week later. You were saying, what is happening in Dallas? Because Mike McCarthy apparently doesn't have a hold on this ball club. We now see he does have a hold, and they're starting to bring energy. They're starting to look like a real football team again. They're starting to feel like the Cowboys that we anticipated to see except we just have a ton of injuries mixed in there as well, and they're just not the personnel that we thought they were going to be. But the energy and the improvement has been there, Isaiah, and that's something that I think you can look forward to going into the bye week. Absolutely. Um, I want to tip my hat off to all three coordinators, um, you know, offensive, defensive, and special team. They all, they all brought their A game. And so many times they get overlooked um, on the positive end of things. A lot of times they get a lot of the scrutiny. Um, and they've had their fair share from all of us this year. Um, but this game, they came to play. Uh, you know, we challenged Kellen Moore in terms of his last game and said that he, he had a failing grade. At least I said it. He had a failing grade last game when he, when he brought in uh, Danucci. Um, and he did. He failed as that was the first challenge he's ever really faced, in my opinion, um, with, you know, with a lackluster roster, um, you know, a lackluster, um, you know, a set of assets that he's had. You know, this time, he, he had a chance to come back and um, and revive himself, and he did so, right? He, he had opportunity to do so. He came to play. He called a great game. I think mm-hmm. offensively they did well. They averaged four and a half yards per carry. Um, they threw the ball well. You know, they he kept them in good situations. There was probably only one series that I wish mm-hmm. Kellen Moore would have done things differently, and that's when, when we had the interception. Um, you know, when we had a lot of momentum on the ground, I wish we would have ran that. Uh, Defensive-wise, you, you mentioned it. These guys, are, they came to play, right? These guys, are I think, are finally start, starting to – to, to really take on and, and encompass the, the you know, Mike Nolan's um, you know regime and right and, and what he's trying to propose instead of trying to be so defensive towards it right mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're trying to say this is the way I do things and that's why they got rid of those veterans because those guys had enough experience where they could say what well, is I don't want to do it like that well got rid of those guys now you have a bunch of young guys that say I I'm willing to do it like that mm-hmm. um, and now you're starting to see um, the positive uh, you know, positive end of that I um, mean then the special teams coordinator he he is what we thought he was um, yeah he's aggressive. He's relentless. Um, he doesn't care. He has a short memory. Um, and, and and hats off to Coach McCarthy for giving these guys the confidence to do what they want. A lot of times, head coaches don't allow you. They'll say, nah, 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 we're not doing that. He is letting Fossil go. He's, yeah. He has the freedom to do whatever the heck he wants to. Fossil's coming up to him and say, hey, coach, how about a throwback on a kickoff return? Most coaches would be I like, like that, man. the heck is wrong with you? But, he, <laughs> but guess what? He keeps trusting him, and he has a freedom to keep being creative, and I think it's going to mm-hmm. pay off. Yeah, I know. Like Mike McCarthy, he's going to get criticized and challenged for you know electing to go with that field goal. I think it was the third quarter. Was it third mm-hmm. quarter uh, to go up nineteen yeah. to nine, go up ten? And you know, I, I, at the time, the logic makes sense in terms of this is your defense is playing by far its best game of the season. Yep. And take take the points and and try to try to stand up a couple more times and and stop them. But to Isaiah's point. While you could criticize that for being conservative, man, some of these decisions on special teams, I mean, they, they went into the game thinking we've got to do something kind of crazy, get kind of weird here, and, <laughs> and try to make some big plays to catch them off guard. Um, 
you know, kind of like they did last week against the Eagles with some of the offensive formations. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, John Fossil, Bones Fossil, dialing some things up, man, and they almost they almost pulled it off. On top of a pretty efficient performance by the offense, given what they're missing. You know, Garrett Gilbert did a nice job overall. I know he had a turnover, um, <laughs> but but you know, he he. There was a clear difference between a seventh-round rookie making his first start and a guy that hasn't played much but has been around the league in kind of managing that offense and driving the bus. He gave him a chance to win the game. Let's talk about Garrett Gilbert a little bit. And Heckman, whenever it comes to Gilbert and what he brought last night, he passed the eye test. He absolutely did. And there's going to be a lot of uh, controversy and there's going to be a lot of conversation (laughs) going into the bye week and then after the bye week on whether or not Andy Dalton should come back and be the quarterback because even with Andy Dalton playing that whole game against Arizona and even the first half against Washington, he didn't look as competent back there as Garrett Gilbert did. Now, there was a leakier offensive line at the time. You didn't have Zach Martin for a little bit of that as well. But overall, against a very, very good team and an incredible front seven, he stood up and he passed the eye test yesterday. What did you think of Gilbert? Man, the big G wagon, double G. We got to oh, give him a, a nickname, nickname here pretty oh, soon, man. Oh, we got a man. nickname. Okay, everybody yeah, got names. <laughs> G wagon. I love it. Man. I like double that. G. Good. Hey, man. Ooh. You know, Gary Gilbert, man. He had command of the offense. I loved, you know, a lot of what he had going into the day. I didn't know what to expect uh, from him at all. So I, I found it quite ref- refreshing. That he stood in the pocket. He delivered some really good throws. That touchdown pass, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some, I mean, look, he, he did some, some really good things that, and it begs the question, going, who do you go with going forward? I know that's, that's the controversy. And then also, had he played last week, would we have been able to pull that out? I mean, all those are ifs and maybes, uh, but still, you could just tell from the way that Garrett Gilbert stepped up and he made those throws, he wasn't afraid of the moment. And that's what I really love the most about uh, Garrett Gilbert's performance last night, man. He was a stud. He did really good, uh, except for in the red zone, that one throw. I, I'm sure that's one that he wished he had. Yeah, I'm sure that's one that he wished that he had back. But again, all in all, being the fourth quarterback, I, I was pleased with his performance. Yeah, I think on that one, you got to have the clock in your head, I guess, down down there. Things happen faster, and he got hit. I mean, he got hit as he was throwing, but you got to get rid of the ball. But, you know, other than that, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, he, he kind of let the receivers – Get open and make play. Let them go make plays, you know. And he also threw some dimes out there. So, uh, pretty effective performance. Um, I don't know if it's a. Is it? A, is it going to be a controversy? I think it I mean, is. I, I think it definitely <laughs> is. Really? Really? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, are you on the Andy Dalton I, I mean, side saying that, or are you saying it's a Gary? I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't know where I sit on. I, th- I think the way Garrett Gilbert played is exactly what you want from your backup quarterback. Yes, your number two quarterback, much less the number four guy coming in for the season. But that being said, I just I do feel like once Andy's back, and hopefully that's soon, uh, I-, I would expect him to get get the get the job back. But mm. I guess we'll see. Isaiah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Gilbert did Gilbert did what he was supposed to do and you know he he kept the game competitive he didn't he didn't mess the game up he kept the game he managed the game right Mm -hmm. he managed the offense very well Um, he wasn't asked to do anything outside of himself again I uh, you already uh, mentioned it you know Rob in terms of that that red zone play it should have never the pass should have never been called I just I'll put it that way Um, once the pass is called 
his job is to not turn it over. And unfortunately he did. Um, so, you know, that's, I think that's on both of them, um, for making, making a bad call and making a bad decision with the ball. Uh, but other than that, he did a good job managing the game in, in terms of the controversy. Everybody knows I like Andy Dalton. I respect Andy Dalton, what he's done in this league, um, to date. Um, the one, the, the time, the, the two times we've seen him, um, you know, we, we saw a version of Andy Dalton that everybody expected, right? Came in the game after Zach got hurt, after Dak got hurt and, and took care of business. And yep. Boom. There we go. Um, that's the Andy Dalton we, we expect to see. The Andy Dalton that came back the next week, uh, that wasn't just him, right? It was that we were, you know, damaged, all that kind of stuff, damaged goods up front, but, Unfortunately, that's what was put on tape. So if I have to make a decision going forward, I'm going to ride this momentum that the offense had, and I'm going with Gilbert over Dalton this next game. Really quick. Interesting. Yeah. They may do that. They may do that, you know. Kind of going back to that that interception in the red zone, not only did Isaiah at the time, not only did we not like the play calling – from Kellen Moore at that point, just run the football at that point and try and, uh, I mean, you were running the ball extremely well on that drive initially, so why not stick with it and try and score there? The other thing was, is even on that pass, after it was called, there was a controversial no call whenever it came to pass interference on Amari Cooper. I wasn't necessarily as adamant about the pass interference call at that point. We're going to talk about some penalties and some calls that were definitely blatant coming up on the next segment, but... Heckman, I, I hear that you you didn't like the call. What what are your thoughts on it? Because I thought it was kind of a, a, a back and forth there. No, man, it was they didn't call it. I mean, it was right in their face. The ref standing there. I mean, it's pass interference. They they would have got it. I mean, other teams are getting pi. Why can't we get pi? What's up with that? I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's obvious. It's not even up for question. And and to me. To in a situation like that where you know we're in the red zone, we're fighting tooth and nail, and there's a PI right there, and you don't call it. That's that's lame. I didn't like it. Didn't like it, <laughs> Rob. What'd you think about it? Same deal. Same deal. I you know there there were there were some weird calls on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I think in the end it all kind of evens out. But yeah, I had the same feeling as Heck did. Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely could have been called. I mean, you know, refs, unfortunately, refs are human, right? So there are going to be some that are in your favor, some that aren't in your favor. Um, it, didn't, it didn't get called. So here, here we are, you know, talking, you know, really talking about it doesn't, doesn't do anybody any good, um, you know, just try to find a way to work around it. Unfortunately, we've all been there. And I, don't, I know Cowboys fans probably don't want to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyways. You had that one take away a touchdown from you later in the game, but you also had one that was taken away from the Steelers early in the game on what was a no-call on pass interference on that play down the sideline to chase Claypool. I think it was the first drive of the game, and there was one where there was a lot of early contact, and they ended up not calling it, and it could have easily been pass interference, and that would have set, I believe, the Steelers up inside the 15, and instead it, it, it forced a punt and so I think you you're gonna have plays that go your way they're gonna be plays that don't go your way I think that was one that just didn't go your way on kind of a 50-50 ball that I think it would have been pass interference I would have thrown a flag on it I'm also not a paid referee so nobody cares what I think but overall I think it was a game that or it was a play that could have gone either way and it just didn't go in favor of the Cowboys now there were some penalties that we did agree with from a referee perspective and that the Cowboys didn't agree with from their own personnel perspective. We hear about Jalen Smith and some of the key mistakes that were made late. We're going to discuss whether or not he took accountability for it and what happened later when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. 
There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. The Monday after a 24-19 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cowboys now at 2-7. and seven. The Steelers, the only undefeated team in the NFL, now at 8-0, and securing what is their 17th straight non-losing season for the Steelers. 14 of those with Mike Tomlin, who is still now undefeated against... Mike McCarthy in the regular season, but McCarthy got him in the Super Bowl, so I guess that's good for Coach. But lots to talk about in this game from yesterday, and including the latter parts of the game, we saw some key mistakes and some key penalties that cost the defense, who had their best game of the year, we have already talked about that, cost the defense a couple chances to get off the field. And, And Rob, whenever you look at some of these penalties the, the Cowboys, personnel-wise, I mean, we heard it from Jalen Smith yesterday, didn't like it. It thought that they were kind of bogus penalties. What did you think about the calls, especially whenever it comes to the hands to the face, the pass interference, and then even the Leighton Van Der Esch quote-unquote punch, but it really wasn't a punch. It was more of a slap. Yeah, I mean, it's what the ref saw. He saw him slap him on the helmet. I don't, I don't know if he really saw uh, the Steelers player kind of grabbing his, you know, pushing his 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 face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, th- I think it's what the ref saw at that time. As far as the Jalen plays, I thought the first one, the holding call, uh, was was pretty questionable in my opinion. But by the rule, if you if you if you grab the player, then they're they're probably going to call it. Same thing with with the PI. If you hit the quarterback in this day and age in the head, no matter whether it's intentional or not, they're going to call it. 
And I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't feel like this is the first time that's happened to Jalen, where he's rushing and he and he's gotten called for a similar type play. And so that's been on tape. And so it yeah. it, ha- it happened. And uh, that's kind of by the letter of the law kind of thing. And and that's why they made the call. So especially with a Hall of Fame quarterback, they're probably going to call <laughs> that play. They're going to call it. Yeah, there's a there's a percentage of guys in the NFL that you can't touch. I mean, you got to sack them just the right way. And it makes me sick uh, the way that the rules have changed the game. Uh, these I mean, and also being sold the hell out of the uh, the call also. Uh, but you can't do it. You can't touch it. You can't no. you can't have hands to the face. You can't be blocked to a guy's legs or any of that. They're going to call roughing the passer. The passing interference one. As questionable, you know, it was. And they've called some worse ones, and they had no calls on other ones. I just didn't feel like it was as malicious a call. I mean, I thought Claypool fell. That's just the way that it looked. I've rewinded it. I've looked at it. Uh, he but sold again, it really good, he, one of the two. He sold, he sold it really well. But that's the thing about Jalen. He has just been on the end of some horrible calls. And, you know, and we've been at the Cowboys have been at the end of some horrible calls, period, you know. But – you know, if it goes back to the face mask in Cleveland that continues to drive, the Leighton Vander Esch one that, you know, look, man, you got teams that are just straight up just trying to, they're just trying to have their way with us. And this guy has his hand up under uh, Vander Esch's neck, and he's trying to swipe this guy's hand away, and they call 15 yards. It takes that three and out. All the momentum that we were gaining as a defense, those penalties just wiped us out and allowed for the offense to continue drives. And so, People are going to feel and jump on, on Jalen and say, look, man, he's and deservedly so. You know, he's been a part of some bad calls, some missed tackles, bad coverage, all of that. But, man, a lot of that to me, I looked at it. It's just, man, Roethlisberger sold it. And obviously you can't you can't hit a quarterback in the head. That's just and those are the rules. Isaiah, before you get started here, I, I this is kind of surprising to me because at least with you and I yesterday during postgame and we were in there with Nate Newton and Barry Church as well. But it was a very different feel on what these the, the penalties meant and what they kind of showed with this team. I mean, Rob and, and Heckma both agree that there's a lot of controversy with the calls, and I think there was controversy, period. But at some point, there's got to be some accountability, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'll double back on what I, what I said yesterday. First of all, I have to – if anybody doesn't know what I said yesterday, you guys go back and watch the OT. I think we got it broken down on the website. Um, but um, I pretty much I, I I commented on Jalen Smith following following his comments um, in, in a post game interview, and I have to I have to uh, clear up some things. My mom got on my head this morning because she saw it, <laughs> but I, I opened up my response by saying. Uh, you know, respond. You know, act act, act like a man. Um, and when I said that. I meant how he presented himself in the post game. Everybody has their own opinions on how you should present yourself after a game. You know, my perception, how I've always been taught, you know, this stem from Coach Willingham is when you step up to the podium, you're not only representing yourself, but you're representing your teammates and you're representing the entire organization. So I was I was displeased at how he presented himself. So that's why I made that comment. So let me clear that up. Um, as we start talking about some of these things, some of these penalties and accountability, too too much yesterday. Um, not only just Jalen. Um, I think I think um, uh, we also heard it from. Um, um, Where can I think right now? Um, defensive end. Um, like, Tank Lawrence. Tank? Yeah, Tank from, Lawrence. Yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah from law. Yeah, from law dog. Uh, he 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 complained about the referees a lot as well. Listen up. 
the penalties are penalties, right? And I recognize that people are fans and there's a lot of emotions and you know how I am. Heck, I take the emotion out of it. I don't care, right? Um, it was it was a penalty, bro. Um, it was a penalty. And, and you know, the, Claypool is 240 pounds. You hit him. You hit him after five yards. You hit him. It is what it is. You don't like it. You don't have to like it. But the rules say, and I don't. I as a player, I didn't always like the rules. As a former player, I don't always like the rules, especially with the way the game's gone. The game is a lot more softer now than it ever was, right? But you hit them, right? And then you go into the the hands to the face, right? You hit Ben Roethlisberger in the face. His helmet turned. His helmet turned. Was it intentional? Call it every time. By by no means was it intentional. But guess what? It doesn't say if you do this intently that that that, that you get a penalty. <laughs> it says if you hit him in the face, you get a penalty. So that or if that's the fact. So and then the LVE. I know you just talked about it. Heck, in terms of do push him first. Listen up. These are all men playing the game. Like, these are all grown men playing the game, right? And these guys all have pride. LVE made a heck of a play. He came up, got a great hit, boom, stuck him on the ground, drove him into the ground. There is a very distinct and a very fine line of making a good play and letting that turn into, hey, I tackled you and I'm about to get up versus I tackled you, I tackled you and I'm about to punk you and let you know that, I'm, that, I, that I did this to you, right? Yeah, you're going to take this. I'm putting you in the ground. And LVE crossed that line. It was a split second. It's a split second. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, you saw the tackle, and then LV kind of gave him a little extra, like, yeah, boy, as a man, <laughs> as a man, get off me, right? Get off me, right? And that's what you saw. Yeah. What, LV, what, what LVE can't do is respond. That is a lack of emotional intelligence when you react like that in that situation. There is a no-win situation. There is no point in any game where you're going to be a defender and you're going to be able to hit somebody, hit down on somebody while you're over them, right? while you're straddling them, and you think that you're not going to get called for that. It's just not a reality. It doesn't matter if you like it. It doesn't matter if you think the call was BS. You're, it's not going to work to your advantage. And I don't think there's anybody that can come on here and argue that. If you straddle a man and you push down on him, or whether you're hitting his hand, hitting his fingernail, I don't care what you're hitting. If you swing down on him, regardless if it was intent to hit him or not, which it wasn't, it was open hand slap, but it came across like he, got, like he was punching him, you're not going to win that. So when you go into the post game and these guys try to blame everything on the referees, it, it's soft to me. It's soft. Just like Heckman said, it was it was baby, baby poop. This is soft as tissue paper, right? I'm talking about this is oh man. This is like yeah. this is this is like the public bathroom toilet paper, right? Wait, and we, you, you can see you can see through it, right? You can see through it. You 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 take a you take accountability for what you did. And I I hate I and I it's, it's, I don't want to say hate because that's a strong word. I very much have a distaste for people who don't take accountability as a player. There are, there are plays to this day that haunt me as a, as a former quarterback in college, right? There's plays in this of to this Come day and my plays that I've had in the NFL that haunt me to this day. Cause not only did they hurt me in my resume, cause I put it on film, but they hurt my team, right? They hurt my team. Those penalties hurt them. So they let first thing I'm going to do is say, it's on me. It's on me. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to get it corrected. Even if I don't agree with it, guess what? I'm going to take a look at it, and I'm going to make sure that this doesn't happen again so that I'm ensure that I don't hurt myself or my teammates and my organization going forward. Don't place the blame on somebody else. That's a cop-out, man. And that was my response. That was my sentiments yesterday and today.
what LVE did wasn't like dunking on a guy and putting your shorts on his head. Oh, I mean, yes, come it was. On, man. Like yes, Scotty Pippen on Patrick Yeah, yes, come on, was, man. man. Like he, it wasn't like it wasn't like that. He made his tackle. It hey. wasn't like he he pushed hey. the guy back into the ground. Come off the gas, Isaiah. Hey, now, hey, come on hey, now. Let me, hey, let me frame it like this. Hey, if little heck. Got tackled like that. Oh, you bring and another and another another little boy stayed on him and was like, uh, like gave him a little extra. You gonna be like, heck, you better get up. Now, see, my my son is roguish, so my son we we got thrown out of the game and all that. So I'm exactly like the exactly. way we got things going on over here. Been on, different. Heck. There would have been a teachable moment, but if Heck must get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a game, look and 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 look, cut all that out, man. All I'm saying is. That wasn't egregious. And for that guy to put his hand under Leighton Van Der Esch, I He mean, got tackled like that. He got tackled like that. You uh, all I'm saying, watch it. His arm was underneath look, him. And he was like, get off me. All I'm saying is they called it. They killed. That was for us. I think that was the three. And that we had done everything defensively that we needed to do. Absolutely. That was something to celebrate. And a 15-yard yeah. penalty continues to drive. If you're talking about emotional intelligence, just situational awareness, I get you. I feel you. Okay? But at the same time, we have teams coming into AT&T Stadium or when we're on the road that think they can just have their way with us, dog. And if Leighton Van Der Esch is like, no, stay your little ass down here, then I'm support that, right? But at the same, I, I support, support that. Yeah, you support that 15 I, yards too. And, and then that's I have exactly to. What and, 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 hey, and if that's the case, and if that's the case, then I, I understand your point. But I didn't feel as though it was like that. I think that his swiping his hand away was like, "Come on, bro, you can't just have your hand under my hey, face hey, mask." Like and, guess, and, guess, and guess what? And, heck, and I don't just and I don't disagree with you in that. Right? That's anybody's response. However, the emotional intelligence and understanding the situation that you're not going to win that. You're not going to win that. It doesn't matter. You're not. This isn't about my manhood at that moment. I did my job, right? In terms of me protecting my manhood and my pride, I did what I was supposed to do. Now, guess what? You swinging at me, I expect that. But what I can't do is react to that, right? Because now I'm a pawn and you're controlling me. Um, he didn't have his shorts on his head, man. That's all. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think what Isaiah is saying, you, you know, there are so many plays that are Things that are called through the course of the game. Things have a way of evening out. There was a potential P.I. on the Cowboys defense that wasn't called early in the game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you can't put it all on the refs. I would say as much as this defense has struggled this year and you're this close to knocking off an unbeaten team, I understand the frustration immediately after the game. But, Isaiah, I mean, I, I agree with you in terms of it's not the refs that beat you. And the thing about it is when you look back at this game, there's so much to build off of. There's so much to be positive about despite a loss. But ultimately, they kind of lost in the same ways they've lost games when you really think about right. it. They had penalties that cost them, and they lost the turnover battle once again. They gave up six points off of two yeah. turnovers and lost by five points. And that's, that's crazy. That, that's frustrating, too. There's one thing that my dad always told me, and we've already talked about Isaiah's mom. We've talked about Heckma's son, so I'm going to bring my family into it for a split (laughs) second. But my dad always told me too much of a good thing can turn into a bad thing very quickly. And I think we've been waiting to see the energy. We've been waiting to see the fight, and I use that word intentionally, from this defense and from this sideline for the Cowboys. 
Well, we got it. We got the energy. We've got the fight. We've seen that against Philadelphia. We've now seen it against Pittsburgh. But you got to use it in the right spot. And I think that's what Isaiah is saying. Absolutely. I think Heckma's on that same boat as well. You got to know the situation and you got to know where your team is and who you're playing against at the same time. That wasn't the, the Eagles. That wasn't the Washington football team or the New York Giants that you've seen earlier in the year. It wasn't the, even the Atlanta Falcons. That was the Pittsburgh freaking Steelers who were 7 0 and in your house. You got to know the situation situational levitation or situation, whatever the word may be, you got to have the right mindset in that very moment or else that energy is going to get to you. And I think it did a little bit. It was still a ticky-tack call. I completely agree with all three of you guys. But overall, you got to know whether or not you can retaliate like that. And Leighton Van Der Esch cost his team 15 yards in a crucial moment of the football game. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about even less than a yard. We're going to talk about that fourth down and inches call that Rob alluded to a little bit earlier. Was that something the Cowboys should have kicked a field goal to go up by 10 or at least continue driving when they're running the ball so effectively? Effectively, we talk about that when we come back on Talking Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Well, if you had fun yesterday out at AT&T Stadium, the Cowboys will be back home on Thanksgiving Day to take on the Washington football team's tickets starting at just $89 on sale right now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Bring the fam. Stay safe. Stay socially distant. Continuing on this 2020 NFL season. Lots to talk about and not enough uh, time again in this show. 45 minutes is all we get, but... 
We will get to talk about it again tomorrow, but it's a new crew tomorrow for Talking Cowboys and all of the DallasCowboys.com podcast. I will be the only one on this show tomorrow as Nate Newton and Nick Eatman will join me. Isaiah will move his way later in the day to the break. He'll be oh, with Derek. Us, huh? Oh, yeah. Apparently. No, I'm just shifting you around. It's, wow. not, it's not my why do, why do you get to stay? That's not my Why do you get to stay, Kyle? Uh, well, I guess because I'm the wow. host. That's that's the only reason. I guess they kept the oh. host. Oh. Uh, oh. So Isaiah wow. is with Barry and Kurt Friday, and Derek Kyle. on the break. It is not Friday. Is, does that mean we have to do Say It With The Chest today? <laughs> Rob with Hanging With The Boys. We've got... Uh, and then we've got Heckma. Oh, this is going to be so fun. Mix shots with Heckma Harrison, Dave Hellman, <laughs> Mickey Spagnola, and Bill Jones. Wow, that's going to be a lot of fun. So tune in throughout the can course. Guys break make he- can you guys make Mickey just throw his headset and walk <laughs> off? That's what I want to see. I'm going to do just my best. Do it. Just make it happen for me. Oh, Heckma, were you on a show with, with Mickey at one point? We're talking right at the beginning of this. I can't remember. I think man, you were, and right? it was a trial by fire. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And man, I mean, Mickey, Mickey would come into the studio. He wouldn't even speak to me. He would just lay his folder down and just. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, nothing so. personal. That's just the Spagnola <laughs> way. <laughs> I didn't take it personal. No, it's all good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just shifting things around for the bye week. It's something that we've done previously. Also, for those who are watching that are fans of the draft show and are expecting a bye week draft show, that is not happening. However, we are looking to some big things in December. So we will get started really uh, kind of early this year and get things started in December. At least that's what Derek announced last week on Twitter. And, man, there are some really, really cool things in the works for that as well. So uh, keep up on that one and be ready for some news to come down here in the next couple weeks. But let's go into the final couple minutes here of Talking Cowboys. And whenever you talked about Rob, the, the, the fourth down controversy, and, and Mike McCarthy's going to be questioned about this. I thought it was the right call. We had some disagreement in studio back and forth on whether or not on fourth and inches deep in your opponent's territory, whether or not to go for it as you're up by seven or kick the field goal and make it two possessions. I'm interested to see what you guys thought, especially, Rob, you brought it up earlier as a controversy. Did you think that that call should have gone a different way? I understood the logic at the time, as I said. Uh, I was surprised that he did it, and I, I, I expected him to go for it because I think that's, that's something we've seen McCarthy do. He's been aggressive in situations like that. He trusted his defense in that regard. They did play well last night, but you are playing against a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback who that last touchdown yeah. drive, when they got to the four minutes, that's Ben Roethlisberger has done that a hundred times in his career, and and he was able to be productive and found a way to, to win that game. When Trayvon Diggs goes out, Savion Smith comes in at cornerback. It was almost like Ben said, oh, you're new in the game. I'm going to go at you <laughs> two or three times. And a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback found a way to win the game. So I, oh, I was late. surprised that who, given who you're up against, you, you play conservative in that situation late. Yes, I was. I just wanted to mention Rob that he was on one leg. He was on one leg. <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah, we did. It was flashbacks to the Packer playoff game, wasn't it? Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he sprained his MCL on that play. Just saying. Yeah. Isaiah, yeah. what you think? I, I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't a surprise. I mean, the the Pittsburgh still a defense. These guys have been balling out. Take the points. 
You know, I mean, your your inches, no matter what. I mean, guys, did y'all see the way Cameron Hayward was manhandling mm-hmm. the left side of our offensive line? I Kyle mean, who, who's on the left ready. side, Heckman? Look, oh. look. Let's let's just say this. You, have you? Hey, I know you know Isaiah. When you're, <laughs> hey, somebody's on your bike and you you're, you're letting them ride on your handlebars. <laughs> he was putting Connor on his handlebars and just riding into the quarterback. It was <laughs> it's embarrassing, you know, the job that they did defensively on our left side. But you know, I, I think they took the points, and and a lot of people would have preferred them. I mean, what do you have to lose? Is is the going mantra here on that on that decision? But. I didn't have a problem with it. No, I agree. Uh, I think I told Kyle that in the studio. Kick, take the points, man. You don't want to. You don't want to give those guys that momentum. Your your old line is not better than their defensive line, and your running back um, hasn't been running as efficient as effectively as you, as you like him to be. So, you take those points. No brainer. Yeah, I think the-, the one that I really didn't understand that people were mad about was early in the game where they were like inside their own thirty. Hell no. I mean, why would you put – I mean, all we've talked about all season long was you're putting your defense in bad spots with turnovers. Why would you risk that that early in the game? Mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the one we just talked about, you could question more than that one. Mm-hmm. And even with the way that things turned out, I mean, you gave up 15 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. If you went, and went down and scored, you would have only been up by 14 so either way, I, I mean, I know you would have only needed a field goal there at the end, and I guess that does count for something. But regardless, things didn't necessarily work out for you down the stretch like you thought it would whenever you kicked that field goal initially. I thought you take the points, you don't know how many chances you're going to get uh, to be back that deep in the territory, and not to mention it is an extra possession. It, it went from one possession to two possessions, and I think that's something that's uh, that you can hang your hat on from a coaching staff perspective, saying, hey, let's distance ourselves a little bit going into the fourth quarter, and hopefully our defense continues to do what they've been doing, and that's exactly uh, what they, they made the decision on, but it just didn't work out for the Cowboys. 24-19 the loss yesterday. So that's going to do it here for Talking Cowboys on this Monday. Once again, Again, not the same crew tomorrow on talking. Same time though, nine thirty in guys. the morning. I know. Miss you too. It's going to be so sad. We won't be back until next Monday, <laughs> uh, and we can start talking about really the first half of the season. I'm going to bring some fire questions next Monday since we won't have a game to break down. We're going to get into some some future stuff for the Cowboys. We're also going to talk about uh, maybe some personnel changes coming up as well, which will be fun uh, with some of these young guys making their names uh, be heard. Hey, a Kyle. Bit. Hey, Kyle. What's that? Kyle. And Rob and Rob pick, picked Washington, too, by the way, uh, Friday during nope. the week. Let's not no, you guys, over, you guys overruled me. <laughs> you guys overruled me. The G-men. The G-men stand up. Yeah, that's true. He did get that one. <laughs> okay, how about that? Oh, oh man, God. that one's interesting. How about but, those Giants, man? Yeah, the Giants saving Rob a game. So that's kind of fun. But everybody... Have a great week if you're joining us now. Or I don't even know what I'm about to say. I got thrown off by Heckman talking at the end. But My appreciate bad. you guys for My joining bad. us. For Heckman Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and for Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long for Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. Look up. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!